You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young, and we are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan. And we are here with uh, not only a client, but a good friend, Roger Moore, with Loan Pronto. And we've had some mortgage people on before, but I think this is going to be really exciting because he brings a completely different approach to it. A lot of energy has built a phenomenal team, which I love working with. And uh, and they do a lot of work for, for charities in the community as well. So it's going to be exciting to jump in here and learn a little bit more. But let's talk a little bit about you know what the process is now specifically when you're trying to buy a home. Like, are you going to buy a home? Are you looking forward to the mortgage process? Probably not. All the paperwork? Definitely not. Um, it's literally like getting your wisdom teeth pulled when you think about it. And, and it's, it's something that a lot of people don't really understand. Uh, and so that's why Roger created this business called Loan Pronto. And it's really going to be neat to kind of hear how a veteran loan officer has really believed in technology and believed that this could make it easier and really make it easier for you and possibly as paperless as possible. In an eco world where everybody wants to save money, save the planet, it's two of the best things, right? So let's learn a little bit more about Loan Pronto. Let's jump into that. And really, let's talk about what is a digital mortgage and how is a business like that continuing to grow? So thank you so much, Roger, for joining us on the Brand Builders Podcast. We're so excited to learn more about Loan Pronto. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for having me, guys. Um, so we launched Loan Pronto in October of 2017. Um, it's actually my second mortgage company I've owned and started and founded. Um, you know, like you said, man, most people that walk away from the mortgage process, buying or refinancing a house, they walk away feeling confused, angry, mad, just they're just ready for it to be over. And, I, you know, when we started the company and when I launched it, my theory was it doesn't have to be like that. I mean, it's, it's a tough process. You're borrowing money from a bank and, you know, there's a lot of regulations and rules and guidelines. And, you know, after the crash, you know, the government really cracked down on, on the mortgage industry and it, it made it hard. But my theory was it could be easier and it, it, it can be easier. So what, what we did, we started a process where we try to make everything digital. So you, you know, the upfront part with the application, gathering your documents, signing things. You know, nine out of 10 of our customers never have to print, scan, sign, fax, or mail a piece of paper. You can do everything from your phone if you want or your computer, whatever one works best for you. And it just makes the process easier, a um, lot less friction, and just simpler, right? So most of our borrowers walk away feeling happy, educated, they know what they did. They know what they did, what they accomplished, and they're not confused. And I think we've been really successful. And you know, we're about 19 months in. I think my hypothesis was correct. People actually do want an easier process, and I think we've been done a really damn good job of, of delivering that to them consistently across the board. So, man, you do mortgages, but your degree is in marketing. Yeah. So, backing up a little bit, how did you get in the mortgage business in the first place? <laughs> so, I graduated at Ohio University in 2003. And I had taken a job in uh, Chicago doing sales. I got into marketing because marketing for me was just a, um, it's just a way to get a sales. That's what I really cared about growing up. So I had a job in Chicago, but I was in a fraternity. A lot of my fraternity brothers were moving down to Charlotte and joining this mortgage company. And I heard they were all making really good money. And it was like the wild, wild west. And it was kind of like Boiler Room. You know, I don't know if you've seen that movie <laughs> yeah. with ben, ben Affleck. So I was walking down the street one day randomly, and I, a buddy of mine, my fraternity, said, hey, I'm on the phone with so-and-so, and he said, you need to send him his resume. I was like, well, sure, you know, I'm in. And so I sent the resume, and they called me the next day, and they were just hungry to get bodies back then. It was 2003 in the beginning of the mortgage boom, and I went down there, and they met me, and they said, you're in. And I was like, great, when do I start? So July 28, 2003, I moved down here and got into uh, the mortgage business and really haven't left since. 
So uh, with that, like what made you decide I'm not just going to work for a mortgage industry or mortgage business. I'm I'm going to own one and I'm going to be an entrepreneur because a lot of people, that's the biggest thing that's the leap, right? People are scared. They're afraid of, of what's going to happen. You decided to take a job that you were making good money where really you had no risk and say, I'm doing this. I'm going to go take that risk. I'm going to go be a winner. I'm going to go own my own business. And I'd love to to kind of hear the story around what, what made you do that. Man, that's a great question. So my journey into entrepreneurship and starting my business really had to do with just not being able to deal with authority very well. I mean, if you know me well, like I'm kind of like to do my own thing. I'm kind of alpha. <laughs> I, I just don't, I tend to think I think I can do things better than most people. And I'm, I'm not always right. Trust me. But I was working for a company. They were great to me. And I looked up one day and I realized I, I was like, at least I know I'm at least as smart as these guys. If, and I know I can do it. And I was 26 years old. And I talked to one of my best friends at the time. He was working at another mortgage company. And it was 2007. And we said, let's launch, you know, and let's do this. And Crazy enough, we launched, and then a month later, the entire mortgage industry, you know, fell apart. Right, it was seven, oh eight when the crisis hit. So, not great timing per se, <laughs> but you know. Um, so to answer your question, like I didn't really know I was going to be an entrepreneur. I just knew that I didn't want to work for somebody for the rest of my life. Um, none of my parents were entrepreneurs or anything. It's just for me, I just didn't want to work with for anybody. And I took the leap, and literally had no clue what I was doing. I mean, and it took a while for me to figure it out, but it was it was the right decision. How did you navigate through two thousand eight? With all that being said, very little pay. Yeah. I mean, it was because um, that was a crazy year, right? I mean, the, the money was tight. You couldn't lend money. Rates were super high. I mean, it was um, 2008 and 2009 where that was a tough time. That was like you get as much money in, you do whatever you can, and you pay yourself each month only what you need to survive. And so that's what we did for a year. And finally, the credit markets on you know uh, unlocked and – the rates started dropping, and then it was like finally, after like three or four years of starting, you, we started knowing why we started the business in the first place. You know, it, it really took off. It, it it took a while. I'm curious, how in the world do you keep up with the regulation around your industry? It's tough, right? So we're we're a small business. You know, I mean, we're 11 people, 11 or 12 people, and so I think that's technically still a small business. But even us, we still have somebody that does compliance full time. You know, about full time. So I mean, even a small company like us has. A major financial burden of compliance but we you know we try to keep it up to date as much as we possibly can and we also were a broker so we, we rely on a lot of our lender partners we work with a lot of big lenders we rely on them to help us kind of navigate that too because we're both in it together got it got it got it it's so a hassle. <laughs> when you um it's interesting like with with your team and what you've kind of built here at loan pronto and there's like so many different options my wife's a, a realtor uh, we've had the opportunity to to work with you and she's had the opportunity to work with you but really like what differentiates you from just like technology, right? When I walk into to your space, A, it's awesome. You have a mm -hmm. mural right there of, of basically, I would say it's Cam Newton ripping a lone pronto right off of his chest, which is, is amazing. And then you just kind of have this different vibe. Like I don't feel like I'm walking into a mortgage company. I really feel like I'm walking into a marketing company that does really good jobs at mortgages. Yeah, yeah. So like, tell me like how, did, like, was that just like always your idea or is that something that's kind of evolved? Kind of. Both. I mean, so I always tell people like you just said it, Brian, like we're a loan pronto is a marketing company that loves technology and is pretty damn good at mortgages. I mean, so our heart, everything we do is marketing based. Every decision we make is all about marketing and how the impression we're going to give our clients and our customers. But 
mortgages can be boring and any any industry can be boring. I mean, what you guys could do could be boring, right? If you don't do it the right way. So we try to hire people that are exciting, that are fun. We try to hire people, honestly, that don't have much mortgage experience. They're bringing a fun flavor and taste from different industries and trying to build us all into this building a culture where we like to have a lot of fun. And we do. I mean, our company has a lot of fun and, and, and our customers can feel that, you know, and we try to really take customer service very seriously, but try to do it in a fun way. Um, and that's, I think that's the big difference. You know, when you walk in our office, it does feel a lot different. It feels more like a tech company than a mortgage company. And I think our customers get that vibe as well, that we're there to have fun. And if you're, if you're, if you're having fun, your customers feel it, if your customers feel it, then they're going to like the process a lot more as well. So you, um, you do a lot of advertisement when it comes to radio mm-hmm. and, uh, I hear, your ads all the time, specifically on on six ten uh, with Mac in the morning. Oh, yeah. So I hear you at least once on my way in and once on the way home. Like if I'm buying a new home or, or refinancing and I use somebody else, and that's just terrible, right? But tell me, like, what made you decide? You okay? We talk about this a lot, and you you mentioned like with how you do your advertising, how you do your branding, how you do your spend is very important, specifically in an industry like yours, which is very driven and decisions are made very quickly. Mm -hmm. So how did you understand that, hey, radio works for me? And tell us a little bit more if you want to about how much you invest in that. And then really, has that really helped you grow to the different states? Do you focus on one radio channel? Like, I'm just curious to see how you take that money and know how you're turning that into revenue. Yeah, so so radio, I got on the radio randomly and I worked at my last mortgage company. Um, I was doing a loan for Bob from Bob and Sherry. Uh, they have a big morning show. And I honestly, at that point in time, we were buying leads and through Lending Tree and all these other companies. And I, I hated buying leads because when you're buying leads from somebody, you're at their mercy, right? They want to increase price or decrease volume. You know, you're just at somebody else's mercy. And I just always want to be independent of it. I just really didn't know how to do it, right? I'd done a loan for Bob, did a really knockout job for him. And then he was on his morning show and he wasn't plugging my company or anything, but he was saying, he just was mentioning to Sherry offhandedly in a random conversation that he had just refinanced. And the second he did that, people started calling and asking him, where'd you get the loan? And Bob called me, he said, hey, there might be something here, Roger. You you need to talk to my, my marketing guy or my their sales guy who I actually still work with to this day. And we, we launched radio, that was like 2011. And the first time it didn't work too well, we didn't have a very good website. We didn't have a great message, but we kind of felt like something was there. And then rates started dropping quite a bit in late 11, if you remember, like the market. We don't even know why they dropped it. They started dropping, right? And we came out with this no closing cost idea where we started emailing all our customers about this no closing cost. And people, because the rates had dropped and everybody was like, good, I'll drop my rate and do it for free. So and we're, I was like, that's it. That's the radio message. So we redeveloped our website to be pure lead gen. Um, where people go in and they enter their information, they get inter- instant, instant rate quotes. So we got on the Bob and Sherry show, and it was like it was like a rocket ship. I mean, it was a home run from day one. And we st- we launched in a couple stations in Charlotte, then we launched a couple stations in Raleigh, then we went to uh, Richmond, um, uh, Northern Virginia, Baltimore, and every city we worked, it just every city we went to, it replicated itself perfectly. So we knew it was a home run. And so when I started this company, like I had the playbook, I know what to do. Like you just spend a lot of money on radio and it works. I mean, if you get the right message and you do it, you know, with anything with marketing wise guys, like if you don't do it consistently over extended period of time, don't do it. Like don't waste your time. Like that could be radio, digital, social, email, pay-per-click, whatever it may be. So, um, you know, when I launched this company, like I knew that was radio was going to be what we were going to do. That was going to be the forefront. And the nice thing about radio is it's, it's, um, 
you know, with TV, you, you do a commercial, it costs 20 grand or something like it's hard to change that commercial. Like that's going to be your message until you want to spend a lot more money. But with radio, like I can literally call my, my, um, my, my guy buys my spots and say, we need to change the state, the, the message tomorrow because rates have dropped today. And so it's fluid. We can change it often and, and really cater it to the market. And we all, we also can be kind of bold and exciting. It gets our, it gets our brand across super well. And so, like we, when we started this company, we started in, in Charlotte. We we're on, we we're on four stations in Charlotte, and then Raleigh was the next market. And then we got on three stations in Raleigh. And then we got on two stations in Virginia Beach, and then now we're on two stations in, in Nashville, right? And um, you, we, and everything, most of it goes through our website, so we can pretty much gauge what's working out, right? I mean, I can see where people are coming from, what markets they're in, and it, it's just, it's just a home run for for what we do. Our message is great. Um, we actually always, if we're on a station. You always hear the like one of the the jockeys. I don't know what you call it, the DJs. You always hear one of them promoting us. And the beauty about that is he gives it instant equity, right? Because if you listen to Mac for so many years and he starts saying, "Hey, these guys at Lone Prompter are great," like kind of trust the guy a little bit, and that's why it works so well for us. What would you say is your best market right now out of the ones you mentioned? Charlotte and Nashville. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, Charlotte's a home run. We're local. People know we're here. I mean, Raleigh's great too, but Nashville, we, we got on one station in Nashville and it was just, I mean, like some stations will take like a month to, to kind of get traction and then they kind of take off. Nashville was like, you know, straight up from the get go. So that was, it's good. That's why we just had another station there. What is it like following the analytics around something like that? Because you know Nashville, everybody's talking about it. Nashville's blowing up. People are moving there. You knew that's a hot market. Yeah. You probably knew before you even made the decision that it was going to work. Yeah, yeah. But once you do it, and you just kind of sit like, do you guys have like the technology around that to kind of see, you know, what works? And, and is it just kind of something like, I feel like I'd be like sitting by my computer and I'm like, here we go. And it, maybe it's not that exciting. I don't know, but it, it seems like it would be. So I'll full, fully confessed here. Like I don't follow a lot of our analytics. I mean, most of what I do is anecdotal and I just have a look and I feel it like, like I can, I can see every time a lead comes through for our website, like I can see the state and the area code on the phone number. I know it's 615. I know that's Nashville, you know, 757. I know that's, um. Virginia Beach, right? So, I mean, I will confess, I'm not a, I'm not an analytics guy. Like, I'm not dicking down. We have a digital guy who does some of that for us, but most of it's just we just, it's, it's just, it's just like look and feel. It's gut. Like we know it's working. So, yeah. and I guess an out of town guest can just come on your website and process. They don't have to come in your office, see you, meet with you, and all of that. That's part of your streamline. Yeah, we never. Yeah, we. I mean, I, I if we close a hundred loans a month, I'd be lucky if I see one of them. I mean, we would hardly ever see them. And, and and honestly, most people don't want to see. They don't care anymore. Like they'd rather do. Like a lot of our customers, we don't even talk to some of our customers. Like we'll, they'll start an online chat with us, or we'll start with the, via text. And there'd be some people we don't even ever talk to, which is actually pretty crazy, right? They're borrowing four hundred grand, and like they do it all via text or chat or something. So and we do, we actually do the closings at their house, so you don't have to take off work or anything. So the whole thing is like. You don't have to see us and you probably won't see us. And that's probably a good thing. So it makes your life easier. So. I love it. Everybody, you're still coming in to see us at the Dunstan Group. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, what we offer is touch and feel, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a little different. Um, yeah, I'm on your website. It says less is so much more. Yeah. And then you've developed a digital mortgage process that streamlines the loan process, saving you time, money, and a lot of paper. Mm -hmm. I think the paperwork is what kills you on that thing, man. It's overwhelming. You're signing a lot of documents at your closing as well. It's not yeah. just mortgage. I feel like you're sort of giving your life away to the bank or whomever the lender is. It's a, it's a very um, invasive too. You know, it's like, what else do you need from me? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then they know everything about you. Everything. You know, 
Uh, so, anyway. so I want to jump into um, not only your team, but you have done a phenomenal job through social media, through connecting and authentically connecting with your audience. And I think it's really just the beginning, but you've done some really cool things like Through the Lens, Ladies Doing Loans, Mondays with Matt, and I really enjoy watching all of them. And I'm not even really in the in the market right now to, to refinance or even really, maybe I'm not, maybe I am in the, in the market to refinance, but I'm not uh -huh. in the market to buy a new home. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I still really love to go and listen to those videos. And really what that does for me is it keeps loan pronto top of mind. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't necessarily go out and try to find all these mortgage companies and see what they're doing, but loan pronto it's, you guys have done a really cool, creative, fun and energetic kind of way to build your brand and show your culture. So to, how the hell did you decide that's what we're going to do. You've incorporated video um, with being a very small business and you do it consistently. I'm talking three to four videos a week, every single, um, I don't know when exactly the day through the lens is, but I know that you do it every right. single week. I know you do ladies doing loans every week. I know Mondays with Matt or Mondays and you mm -hmm. do those every week. So tell us how, how did you develop that? Is that just kind of, you know, trial and error or, or I'd really love to see kind of the marketing behind that. So Again, I wish I had like a, a better story of why I did it, but I just felt like, you know, I, I felt like when I started the company, people care about digital. People will care about content. People like consuming content. I mean, every time you look at somebody, they're looking at their phone, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, whatever, um, Instagram. And I'm honestly not super good at it. So I just felt like it, it needed to be a, a good part of our company because of what I, my, my hypothesis was you do radio. You do great digital, great email campaigns, and you back it all up with fun, exciting, whimsical, funny uh, uh, social across multiple platforms. And so I hired Lindsay, who's here. She doesn't want to get on the microphone, but that's okay. Um, but so I, I, went, I put an ad out in February of, of 18 for a, a, a marketing digital content uh, creator or, or assistant. And I found Lindsay, and we, everything we did kind of just happened randomly, like the whole, like, we didn't really know what we were doing when we started. We actually didn't really have a game plan, but it just kind of took a life of its own. And we started with one video and people started being like, people that I knew that were in my network started being like, hey man, that's really funny. Like this Two Fact Tuesday thing is really hilarious. And the funny thing about it is when we first started the whole video idea, like our we bought a green screen and some all this good equipment and we were going to do like long form video. And it was just like, it just didn't feel right. And honestly, I was just not good at it. I was just, just I stunk. I was pretty bad at it. And so like we did this like, Two Fact Tuesday thing once. And it was like, it took me 20 seconds. It was really funny. And everybody started loving it. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, people in my gym were asking about it. We started that every week. And then I was like, Lindsay, you got, you know, you guys need to do something. Cause I don't, I don't want this all need to be about me. Like it's our company, right? And I don't want it to be just my face everywhere. So then Lindsay and Brittany, who works for me as well, came up with this ladies doing loans thing. And everybody kept talking about it. And then this whole Monday was with Matt thing. And we kept doing it. And then we, we got to the point where I said, we want to be, there's certain things that we can't control in the industry, but our goal was to put out more content than any other mortgage company in America. And so we put out pretty much a video every single day and then and not just video, we also put, you know, pictures and updates and stories across every platform except um, pretty much every platform except uh, what you call it, Snapchat. Um, and it's awesome, you know, so it's like, like I said before, like if you do, if you're going to do it, do it and do it consistently. Now, the thing about it is, is I didn't get a whole lot of traction from it for the first eight or 10 months. People were talking about it, but now we're about a year, 14 months in. And like now we're starting to get business from it because we are top of the mind. And the funny thing about it was, was what I was 
started to find out that there was people that were in my network that weren't working with me and they should have been working with me. And now they see me online. I got people from high school reaching out to me and from Ohio. And then all these people are reaching out to us that now they know, like, we do loans and, like, we're pretty fun to work with. So it's been now now it's my point in time where you know, we make money off of it. It's actually, you know, we get loans off of it and get customers off of it. So it works works really well. But like, back to what I said, we, we do it consistently. And it's not going to have an ROI right off the bat. If you're, you have to do it for a long time, very consistently, every day. And finally, it'll eventually kind of get traction. That's where we are now. Yeah, Instagram is rolling out a bunch of new, um, I guess, ideas where in different countries where they're going to take away the like button. And we've talked about this at the Dunstan Group forever. We never create content because we want to show you what we do. We create content because we want to elevate the brands that we're working with. Mm -hmm. And we want to create exposure for those brands that we work with. But ultimately, it's not about us. And I could care less how many people like it, right? Ultimately, I want to be able to create something that tells you who we are, mm -hmm. right? And if it, we're working with a nonprofit, it's all about that nonprofit. If we're working with you right, right now, we're going to create this entire post all about Loan Pronto. It's yeah, not yeah. about the Dunstan Group, right? Yeah. Like this is the Brand Builders Podcast to tell your story. So I love that you guys, you're not looking at how many likes am I going to get, instant gratification. Um, you're really looking at it for the long haul. And that's the advice that everybody has to have. Um, I want to kind of pivot this conversation and go into what you guys have done from a charity uh, standpoint, because I was lucky enough to be a part of the Best Buddies Golf Tournament, which was an awesome day. I cannot wait for next year. Tell us a little bit about how you got involved in that organization, what they do, and then specifically what Loan Pronto does from a charitable standpoint, that it's not all about just bottom line. And a lot of people might think that in mortgages, mm -hmm. right? That's mm -hmm. like, oh, it's money, money, moving around. Here we go. But like you guys have actually made it a mission to give back to a charity and not only do that, but host a golf tournament, uh, which was a hell of a lot of fun. It was a good time. Well, thanks for coming. Yeah. Thanks for supporting us. So when we started the company, my goal was to to give back. It's one of the things we, we cared about. And But you don't want to just give to anybody, right? Because unfortunately, there's a ton of charities and a lot of them are national. And, you know, I don't know where the, I'm sure the money's going to a good spot, but it's really hard to find out where your money's going. I mean, and it wasn't one I really liked. And then, so my the guy who buys my ad spots for me for radio, his wife um, runs Best Buddies. And it's a charity that, that they have a, a child with, with Down syndrome. And it's a charity that helps um, children with Downs and, and other kinds of those types of, of, of issues. They're trying to, it's called inclusion, right? So they're trying to get these, these kids into the real world and get them assimilated into the real world and get them jobs and internships. Because a lot of times they don't feel like they have that opportunity. And especially the parents don't know what to do. So it helps the parents and the kids. It's a great organization. It was somebody that I it was somebody that I'm close to, which is my my radio marketing guy. We're, we're good friends as well. Um, I know their son, and I, I mean I, I know his wife, and so for, and it's a it's I mean it's a national charity, but it operates on a local level. And I knew that if we raised money, I knew where that money was going to go. It wasn't it wasn't going through ten layers of management and an overpriced CEO somewhere. I mean it was going to these kids to help them. So. Um, we all like, a lot of us like golf with an office. My, one of my first employee, Jay, he's a big golfer and they had that Jay and Lindsay, um, came up with this idea of doing this, this golf tournament cause it was, we could enjoy it. Um, it, it's, it's interactive. So a lot of the kids came out there and enjoyed it and we knew we could, we knew we could raise some good money and it was, we could, we have, we have a lot of fun doing it. So we did it and we raised a lot of money and it was, um, it was a success and it felt good. It felt like we were doing something good for the community. So it's something we're going to do every single year and, I doubt that's the only charity we'll ever do, but it's probably going to be one that's going to be at our forefront. Yeah, and this golf tournament was on a Saturday, so mm -hmm. uh, I just want to let you know. Like, oh yeah, 
It was freaking awesome. That, <laughs> it, wasn't a, it wasn't a Monday where you're like, uh, boss, yeah, you I, I got to get work was, emails. I didn't even have to look at my phone. It was awesome. I well, I hate that when you got you have to spend your Monday. First of all, I mean, everybody's just working the whole damn time. Second of all, you can't. I mean, honestly, we were out there to have some fun and drink some beers. I mean, for a good cause. And so we never even thought about doing it except Saturday. Yeah. And that was the biggest no-brainer in the world for us. I love that. So let's, um, you know, before we kind of wrap this up and, and, and talk a little bit more, uh, or excuse me, before we wrap it up and, and, and get going here, what is kind of your best advice on people now that are listening to this that, you know, either are looking to refinance, looking to, to obtain a mortgage and, and um, I'm guessing obviously call you, um, but with this day and age, like what is your, what, what's the industry like right now? And, and what's kind of your advice for people that might be on the fence of, of looking to refinance or, or look to purchase a new home? So, you know, if you follow our social, which you certainly do. We always tell people to get a second opinion, right? Like don't ever assume that the bank that you bank with or the credit union or the mortgage guy you work with last time, or maybe don't even assume that your real estate agent's go-to guy is the best person, right? It's like the biggest investment of your entire life, probably for the most part. And so it's kind of crazy, right? Like I always, we talk about in the office, like people will um, go buy a pair of shoes or a, a, I don't know, a TV or a car We'll go to five car lots to save a grand or they'll shop for an hour online to save $8 on a TV. But then all of a sudden you get to spend 500 grand on a damn house and you don't shop it at all. <laughs> and right. So like an eighth of a percentage point on $400,000 house could be 20 grand over your life. You're limited. You just, but you didn't shop it. I'm like, it's almost mind blowing. So we always, we came up with get a second opinion. Like we always talk about it online. It's, it's on our radio ads. It's like, if you were sick and something was wrong with you, you might get a second opinion. You might go to a second doctor. Same thing with the mortgage shop around, right? Like, Honestly, mortgages are a commodity nowadays. Nobody's doing anything that somebody else isn't doing except maybe a, often like a lower cost or lower price or better rate. That's where you see a big difference. It's service and rate, right? So find somebody with good service and shop around and make sure you're getting the best rate and the best deal and talk to two lenders, if not three, regardless if you're, re if you're refinancing or purchase. And obviously call us. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the last one is yeah. the most but, important. I mean, if, you call, if you call us, you don't need to shop around. But yeah. other than that. <laughs> Which That's, leads into the uh, question. Tell, tell our guests how in the world to get up with you, man. Website. Yeah, loanpronto.com. I mean, that's a, it's a great site. It's super interactive. You can literally go in there right now, type in seven pieces of data. You can get a rate quote real time, any time of the day. Um, we, you know, in loanpronto.com, or you call us, 704-602-2446. I love it, man. Can you give us two facts for today, or does it have to be on Tuesday? Oh man, um, <laughs> what was one? Horses, besides humans, horses only people, only animals that sweat. Wow, is that one? Whoa, of them? really? <laughs> what was the other one? That's, that's Lindsay. Come on, come get, on, Lindsay. Come on, Lindsay. Come on, Lindsay. Oh man, that's <laughs> yeah, what, hilarious. What, uh, pop, I put you on the spot, what man. About that pop, wasn't fair. There's a fifteen hundred percent markup in uh, movie theater popcorn. Yeah. Wow. Whoa. Yeah, I and mean, peanuts are seeds; they're not nuts. That was the first one we ever did. <laughs> <laughs> See, like, I, like I love that. Like, it's just like it, when you listen to it, and, and y'all, if you're listening to our podcast, go follow them on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I promise yeah. you, it is totally worth your time. You will enjoy it. Um, one of my favorites is ladies doing loans, and I I don't know how they have so much fun doing this, but honestly, they laugh hysterically in about every single um, episode, and it's it's fantastic. Yeah. So. Definitely do that. Uh, well, Roger and Lindsay, thank you guys so much for for joining us. Um, if you guys are listening, you know we appreciate all of you. Please, you know, like this. Please share this. Please support Alone Pronto, and please support my good buddy Roger. 
Uh, and, and we really do appreciate you coming on the Brand Builders Podcast. And we look forward to the great things that you're doing, not only for your business, for the people that work for you, uh, but also for people that are looking for that next mortgage or that refinance, and then ultimately for the charity's best buddies. So thank you so much, man. I look forward to, thank you. I mean, 19 months in, like who knows where this thing's going to go from now, but, uh, but it's awesome to, to follow it, my man. Appreciate it. Thanks for the support. Thanks, thank fella. you, sir. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.